0: Get ready! You're tuned in to Tea Time Unfiltered with your girl, Lovely Tea, Bringing you the hottest trending topics on social media. Stay connected. Instagram.com slash tea 2002 Hey you guys, welcome to another episode of Tea Time Unfiltered with your girl, Lovely Tea. Good morning, everyone. I hope you guys are doing good today. Um, I actually got some sleep last night, surprisingly enough. I haven't slept in like two days, but last night I finally crashed. So I feel a lot better. So I'm like, honey, let me go ahead and do this podcast, okay? If you guys do not know, Mr. Kevin Hart is trending once again on social media because he is speaking out. He's raging against cancel culture, which I find very interesting. If y'all do not know, if you're new here to Tea Time and Filtered, you know what I'm saying? Welcome, welcome. Um, One of the very first podcasts I did, like the official podcast, not a YouTube MP3. I did this January 18th of 2020, and it was called, We Need to Talk About the Toxicity of Cancel Culture. Had about 12,000 listens, so thank y'all, <laughs> who uh, listened to the podcast and enjoyed it. And I kept it 100 in that podcast. It looks like Kevin Hart is now doing a media interview where he too is calling out cancel culture. So if you guys do not know, Kevin Hart was trending um, all day yesterday. He was also responding back to people, honey. When I tell you, Kevin Hart was on some today, I got time cuz type shit. He really was, okay? So this is what went down. Kevin Hart experienced cancel culture firsthand when controversial jokes from his past resurfaced ahead of his gig for hosting the 91st Academy Awards. The comedian exited the Oscars in the wake of the media blitz that surrounded his past jokes. It took a while for Kevin to issue a straightforward apology for his insensitive words. Now in a new interview with the Sunday Times ahead of his Netflix debut called Fatherhood, Hart railed against cancel culture and says it has led to a loss of freedom in comedy because many comics feel censored by thinking that things you'll say will come back to bite you in the ass. If people want to pull up stuff and go back to the same tweets of old, go ahead. There's nothing I can do, Hart told the Sunday Times. You're looking at a younger version of myself, a comedian trying to be funny and at that attempt failing. Apologies were made and I understand now how it came off. I look back and I cringe. So it's growth. It's about growth. He continues. I personally don't give a shit about cancel culture. If somebody has done something truly damning, then absolutely a consequence should be attached. But when you're talking about someone said they need to be taken down, shut the fuck up. What are you talking about? When do we get to the point in life where we're supposed to be perfect, where people are supposed to operate perfectly all the time? I don't understand. I don't expect perfection from my kids. I don't expect it from my wife, friends, employees, because last I checked, the only way you grow up is from fucking up. I don't know a kid who hasn't fucked up or done some dumb shit. Speaking on his own cancellation, Hart said, it never bothered me. Whenever the controversial material resurfaced in present day context and led people to try and cancel him for it, if you allow it to have an effect on you, it will. Personally, that's not how I operate, the comedian said. I understand that people are humans and everyone can change. Hart also added, it's like jail. People get locked up so they can be taught a lesson. When they get out, they're supposed to be better. But if they come out and people go, I'm not giving you a job because you were in jail, then what the fuck did I go to jail for? that was my punishment. How do you not give these people a shot? They're saying that all life should be over because of a mistake. If your life should end, then there should be no opportunity to change. What are you talking about? Who are you to make that decision? Then they go on and say that fatherhood launches on June 18th. Okay. Right in time for father's day. So, um, you know, this has caused some controversy. Some people took it as, oh, Kevin Hart, you're whack. You're not funny. You're just mad because nobody's watching your shows. So Kevin Hart was definitely clapping back at the people, honey. He wasn't here for none of the bullshit. So I'm going to read to you guys just some of the tweets that Kevin Hart was tweeting when responding back to some of these critics. So Kevin Hart says, I got time today. Interesting how everybody now has time on social media hmm. today. I got time because so then he goes on to say, The he's not funny slander is the best. This is for you. I have three stand up comedy specials that fall in the top 10 highest grossing comedy specials of all time. Two of my specials are in the top three of all time. Then he says, I have been the highest grossing comedian in entertainment for years now. I have also been the highest grossing comedian in the box office with over $4 billion in earnings. I have also turned my comedic talents into a place of business and branding and radio and other revenue streams. The hate slash slander fuels me to do more. Then he says... You guys are what makes this business fun because it's not about getting to the top. It's about doing your best to stay on top after you get there. I rarely talk shit, but I felt the need to today. Stop believing these headlines and read the actual article. You guys fall for the banana in the tailpipe trick every time. Then he says this. J. Cole said it best. If you're laughing at a millionaire, the joke's on you. Now back to your regularly scheduled program, live, love, and laugh. So that is what Kevin Hart had to say to the folks who were coming at him and things like that. And I think he made some pretty good points, okay? Now, one of the points I did not agree with I don't think that you can really compare him making homophobic tweets um, and being worth two hundred million to somebody coming out of jail, um, being unemployed after paying a debt to society. I think those are kind of apples to oranges because at the end of the day, even if Kevin Hart is is canceled, he has a comfortable two hundred million to you know rest on. If he couldn't get another gig today, if nobody checked for him, if everything tanked tomorrow. Kevin Hart has created generational wealth for him and his family. Somebody who's done 10 years in prison for, let's say, armed robbery or, you know, murder, just whatever somebody went to prison for, it's a lot harder to compare their situation. I think that once somebody has done time and they paid their debt to society, they should be allowed to work and recontribute to society. But we know a lot of times that felony on your record will hold you back for many, many opportunities. You know, and I think that's a whole nother topic within itself. We all make mistakes, right? Nobody's perfect. You know, we all go through things. Sometimes we say and do things that we don't mean to. And so to cancel somebody, to destroy their livelihood because of it, I've never agreed with that. And you guys know how I feel about cancel culture. Like I stated in my original podcast, to me, cancel culture is not only toxic, but it's lazy. It's very, very lazy. It's a bunch of people who don't want to get to the root of the problem of why the individual said or did what they did, because it's a lot harder to try and teach somebody. You know, nobody has time to teach you and help rectify a situation that you may have got yourself into. They'd rather just cancel you. It's easier to just tweet and say, F Kevin Hart, he's canceled. F Lovely T, she's canceled. than to really get down to the crux of the matter, Right. My situation was totally different from his. But with his, he let out a bunch of homophobic, you know, tweets. Back then, in the yesteryears of Twitter, that's how it was. It was a wild, wild west. People said anything and did anything. Now, I remember a few years ago, he was also blasted for disrespecting dark-skinned women saying that dark-skinned women have fucked up credit, you know, you, you, you dark holes are broke. And I remember a lot of dark-skinned women were really pissed off about that and were upset. And what did people tell dark-skinned women? Oh, get over it. It's a joke. Y'all are too sensitive. And seeing that's my issue, is that when it came to the homophobic tweets, oh, it was like he was canceled. He had to go on a ball apology tour. But when it came to him tearing down Black women, it was get over it. He wasn't canceled. <laughs> he didn't go on a hobo tour. It was just business as usual. And again, that's where to me, cancel culture is also lazy. It depends on the offense, and it also depends on the person doing the offending. Okay. Do I think it's okay for a grown man to let out those homophobic tweets that he lost years ago? Absolutely not. There's a lot of things said by people back then on social media. And my issue is when people go back digging for old shit. And then they put it in their pocket and then they pull it out years later once you've been successful to say, aha, this person is a bad person because of what they said six, seven, eight, nine years ago. I don't respect that. Trust and believe he had a huge following back then. People saw the tweets back then, retweeted and everything else. Why was there no uproar? And that's another issue with cancel culture to me is that now it's become the new form of wokeness. Now it's become chic and hip and cool to cancel people. And a lot of people always ask, well, how did we get here? And I believe the reason why we got here is because, like I've always said, when you give people an inch, honey, they're never satisfied. They will run with that mile. So when you were allowed to cancel this person for said behavior, well, now let's go digging and see who else we can cancel for said behavior. But what people need to understand is that when you're going around digging for dirt, when you're going around trying to point fingers at other people continuously, understand that there's always fingers pointing back at you. And you better hope that same grave that you're digging for somebody else is not the same grave that you yourself may fall into. Okay, a perfect example of someone whose cancel culture karma has come back to bite them in the ass is Christy Teigen. How many cancel culture campaigns has she spearheaded on Twitter using her enormous platform? She got rid of so many people, anybody who didn't agree with her, anyone that she felt should not have a voice. She spearheaded campaigns to cancel them. Remember, when people were going after her about the whole Pizzagate thing. She cried tattooed tears. She played victim. And what happened? She got all those people canceled. And these were people who were verified, who had been on Twitter for years, who were calling her out. You know what I'm saying? She got them canceled only for her own cancel karma to come back on her. See, it was fun when she was digging through other people's old tweets. It was fun when she was pointing fingers and saying, hey, that person's mean to me. Look what they're saying to me. I'm being bullied. And then when her old tweets got discovered, Pizzagate aside, but the things that she was saying to Courtney Stodden, now she is also feeling that cancel culture backlash. So much so she's getting drugged again by clothing designer Michael Costello. So Chrissy is a perfect example of that. Watch the fingers that you continuously point at others, especially when you're in the background doing dirt and threatening people and being just as nasty as the same people that you're accusing. So again, she is a perfect example of cancel culture karma coming back to roost. And I feel no ways about Chrissy because she loved to doll out punishment on social media towards others. And now that she's getting her own punishment, she can't stop apologizing and writing long ass dear John letters. We're not trying to hear none of that mess, Chrissy. Enjoy the same grave that you were digging for other people, hun. So that's what people don't understand. Karma works both ways. And if you're doing something with a disingenuous spirit, it will definitely come back on you. Okay. Can I get an amen? Am I preaching this morning? So we have to watch that. Now, I'm not saying that people shouldn't be canceled for certain things, but the offense needs to make sense. And then who is the person who's dolling out the punishment and how long is the punishment supposed to last? Because even with our children. So today's podcast is sponsored by StoryWorth. And if you guys do not know, Father's Day 2021, honey, is right around the corner. So many times we talk about Mother's Day and what we got to get for mom. And sometimes we forget that father's are just as intricate and just as important in our lives as mothers. Basically, StoryWorth is an online service that helps your father, father father-in-law, grandfather, honey, whatever male in your life. It helps them share stories through thought-provoking questions about their memories and personal thoughts. It's a fun way to engage with them, especially if you can't be together in person. One thing about StoryWorth is that they prompt all types of different questions that you never think to ask your father. And that's what I loved about it, is that I I learned a lot more about my dad just from him answering these simple questions after one year Storyworth will compile all of your dad's stories including photos into a beautiful keepsake book that is shipped to you for free get started right away with no shipping required just go to storyworth.com slash tea time t-e-a-t-i-m-e and you'll get ten dollars off of your first purchase Once again, don't forget that storyworth.com slash tea time to get $10 off. So if you don't know what to get your dad for Father's Day, definitely check them out. When our children make mistake, right, and we punish them and we ground them, we take away their Xboxes or, you know, we take away their cell phones. Do we take it away indefinitely Or do we take that shit away for like maybe a week, maybe two weeks? Because at the end of the day, you can't just doll out punishment and then not give something to rectify that in love. I can't sit here and just beat you and say that you're a bad child and you need to go sit in the corner and then just leave you there the rest of your life. At some point, you got to pull out that child out of that corner and you explain to them what they did wrong. And you let them know that everything I'm doing to you now is done in love to make you a better person. And that's the problem with cancel culture. We just cancel people, throw them to the wind, and walk away with this high sense of morality and this high sense that I'm up here and I'm morally better than you because you did XYZ and I haven't done it or my dirt just hasn't come out yet. Again, it goes back to laziness. It goes back to the point where we've allowed people's opinions and feelings to matter more than the truth. And the truth of the matter is, if that same mirror was reflecting back on you, what would we see? You know what I'm saying? Maybe you're not as famous as a Kevin Hart or as whoever, you know, they're deciding to cancel this week. But what if we dug back into your old tweets? What would we find? And those are some of the things that people need to think about before they get so hyped up on this whole cancel culture thing. And it's it's crazy. You know, I've seen it to the point where, you know, things have come off the Internet. Right. So people go viral for doing something stupid, cussing somebody out, being racist, being homophobic, um, just genuinely being an asshole. Right. We've done we've all dealt with, with assholes in life. But back when we were younger, you, you dealt with it. You moved on. You just knew to stay away from that lunatic and you kept living your life. But now not only do we want to blast you on social media, we want to dox your family. We want your family who has nothing to do with your bad behavior. Now your family deserves to be stalked and harassed. Now you don't deserve to make a livelihood now. Now we're calling your job and we're getting you fired because no company wants to be attached to mess. No company wants their wants their phones being called a 100 times a day. So it's gotten very real. It's not just cancel culture. On social media, where okay, that person's Twitter is cancelled or their i g is canceled, it has now trickled into the real world and had real world effects. I don't think because somebody has made a mistake, especially if it's a mistake that's not criminal, that they don't deserve to still have a job, you know defending depending on the offense and depending on if it was at work or whatever. People still need to be able to pay their bills and take care of themselves. Cancel culture. I'm not saying that it may not be needed in certain instances, but I do believe it's gotten out of control. I do believe that you have a lot of people who themselves are miserable and they want any excuse to see someone that they have helped build up, let's say, you know, social media influencers, celebrity, whatever, people that they have helped build up, they can't wait to tear them down. And canceling and shaming is as old as, you know, man. Okay. This is nothing new. But with social media, it's gotten a lot worse because now, like I've said, it's gone from social media where it's trickled into the real world. And, you know, you can even see it with hashtags like such and such is over party. Justin Bieber is over party. Um, You know, Trisha Paytas is over party. You know, they have these parties where they're just going in and just dragging these people for everything that they've ever done in life you know it's like things that don't even have anything to do with what they're mad at to me at this point it's nothing but a collective of bullying and you know a moral superiority from some people and i feel like you know while you know shaming and calling people out for bad behavior is okay, but to an extent. And the problem is that cancel culture often denies the person who's canceled the most basic human opportunities, one, to apologize and be possibly absolved of what they've done wrong. And even sometimes when people apologize, it's not good enough for some people on the cancel culture brigade, it's crazy. You can say you're sorry, you can cry tattoo tears and people are like, we don't give a fuck, you're still canceled. So it's like, uh, what is the point then? You know, there's no road to redemption for some of these people. And it's crazy because, again, we've all made mistakes in life, myself included. And I couldn't imagine that me making a mistake that I could be canceled for and never forgiven. It's insane because half the things that were done that people are being canceled for weren't even done to the individuals. It's like, why are you so angry? Wasn't even done to you. And you're so upset. You're more mad than the person that was done to. You know, so it's insane. You know, an apology is insincere. If they're crying, it's not real. It's fake. It is insane. And the thing is, us as human beings, especially children, we learn through mistakes. No matter the severity of our mistakes, we learn through that. And we're supposed to teach children to omit their wrongdoings and apologize and demonstrate remorse. But the problem with cancel culture is that it denies that. It denies that from adults. Like, you're not allowed to apologize because nobody believes you. Um, you're not allowed to admit to your wrongdoings because you're just a bad person. And if you even try to remotely demonstrate remorse, it's like, we don't care. So again, this is a very imperfect system that we see on social media. There's nothing genuine about it. It's just a bunch of people who are bored, miserable, and want to be loud and seen. And in the real world, nine times out of 10, they don't even care. It's just something to do. It's just a part of that herd mentality. And I think that's the saddest part in all of this. And I think if we continue down this road of just canceling people and not forgiving them or not extending an olive branch for them to redeem themselves, it's gonna take a really big toll on people's mental health because mental health depends on flexibility on compassion and on understanding. It also relies on apologies and forgiveness. And if you're not going to give people that opportunity and the only thing you're gonna do is doll out punishment time and time again, eventually that's gonna make you a messed up person yourself because you're gonna take that same, you know, one-sided mentality from Twitter And you're going to start inflicting it on people in the real world, your children, your boyfriend, your girlfriend, your loved ones. You're going to start treating them with that same harsh brush that you're treating people that you don't know. And that's the part that's very, very dangerous. You know what I'm saying? And a lot of people say, well, once you've been canceled, just get off social media, let it blow over. But the problem is, what if you are a part of social media? What if your livelihood depends on social media? You know what I'm saying? What if you are an influencer? What if you're a YouTuber? What if that is how you feed your family? So it's not just as easy as we we'll just get off social media, just take a break. You know, it's not. And I think that we need to reevaluate this whole cancel culture thing, because I just feel like a lot of it is very disingenuous. A lot of it is coming from a very jealous, angry place, not a sincere place. And I can't respect that. And I can't co-sign that. You know, so it's going to be very, very interesting to see where this conversation ends up going. But I'm glad that Kevin Hart spoke out about it. And I'm not a fan of Kevin Hart by any means. y'all know that. But like I said, I'm never one to throw out the baby with the bathwater. I don't have to like you as a person or, the, you know, your behavior. I will always give a listening ear to anyone, regardless of how I feel about them personally It's I'm not biased in that way. So I think he made some really good points and I'm glad that he's not allowing cancel culture to affect him and he's moving forward as he should. And as should anyone who's gone through this whole cancel culture situation, it can be hurtful. It can be stressful. Hell, it can put you on the brink of damn suicide. Let's keep that real, but keep pushing forward and just know that, you know what I'm saying, eventually the, the social media mob will have no choice but to get over it and find somebody else to damn cancel, okay? <laughs> Word to your mother. Anyways, y'all, thank you once again for joining me for this episode of Tea Time Unfiltered. Let's go ahead and get the discussion popping. Half of this will be posted on YouTube. The rest will be posted here. Once again, thank you guys so much for just supporting my podcast and, you know, just really enjoying it. It means the world to me. So I'll talk to y'all later